All right. Welcome back to Extra AI, your podcast series on AI and machine learning. This is your host Raghu Banda coming to you from the thriving heart of Silicon Valley in California. So today I welcome my fellow explorers for the extraordinary where we are bringing in a special episode that's been in the thinking for quite some time now. As we all traverse the intersections of technology and creativity, we have often found ourselves staring at the fascinating confluence of AI and English literature. So in today's world, AI is not just a mere tool for computation or automation. It's soon turning out into an innovative ally, reshaping traditional domains of human creativity, including the timeless realm of literature and writing, and many more other fine arts too. As we venture into this enigmatic territory, it begs the questions, how is AI influencing the literary world? And that is what we are going to tackle today. So how does it aid authors, poets, and playwriters, or movie editors, or script writers, or movie directors, and so on and so forth? And how might it redefine the future of literary creation itself? So this is a very interesting topic. I have been invited as a guest uh, and I've uh, shared my thoughts and uh, to a school in Middle East uh, where I provided some thoughts around the influence of AI on English literature. And today's podcast conversation, you will hear some of the excerpts from that conversation that I had uh, with, the, with a few individuals from that school in the Middle East. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. And as always, you'll find more details at the end of the podcast. Give an information about yourself. Just introduce you, yourself. Sure. So my name is Raghu Banda. I have been in this IT industry for almost close to three decades. I'll be finishing mm-hmm. three decades by 2024. Wow. I started my journey into the AI field back in the days in at my final year uh, semester in the college where I wanted to do a research project using AI, but at that time we didn't have enough resources. And so I oh. ended up doing a normal uh, what do you call a white paper on AI and robotics? This was back in those days <laughs> in 1994. Mm-hmm. And then later on, um, like everybody else, I got into the IT bandwagon. Few years I worked in uh, Bangalore in the Silicon Valley mm-hmm. of India. Then Whoa. I moved. Yeah. Then I moved to Boston in the US, late mm-hmm. 97. Uh, yeah. And then uh, for a few years I was in Boston working for working as a contractor from Wipro at that time. Uh, But before joining with Wipro, while I was in uh, Bangalore, I worked for, there is a startup firm formed by uh, Indian Institute of Science professors. And they Mm -hmm. used to do projects for big uh, firms like NASA and uh, BHEL and other things on uh, finite element modeling. So I used to provide 
So I worked with them in providing the software side of the things. So they were, I had to provide some kind of graphical user interface and all. So that's oh, how, yeah, coming out of uh, my college as a computer science graduate, that's how I started my journey. Then I got into oh, okay. Wipro, got the yeah. opportunity to work with Netscape. The then, uh, uh, these were the days uh, when we have uh, uh, the browser was just about starting. So I have worked with Netscape for some time. And then later on, I moved to the US. And uh, oh. finally, I kind of joined with a product company called SAP back in um, mm -hmm. early 2000s. Uh, this is where my journey into the IT field uh, kind of commenced. And for the last 20 oh. years, I've been with SAP in different roles and different capacities. Uh, and then uh, what I have been focusing on for the last eight to 10 years, I was fortunate enough to get into the AI side of the things. And I've been involved in um, uh, building AI into the enterprise applications and enterprise products at SAP. Yeah, so the last 10 years, uh, like I've said, I've been um, fortunate enough to be in SAP's journey into AI. Uh, building enterprise applications and embedding AI into that. So now, oh. during the COVID pandemic, what happened is that we have built a lot of applications and a lot of use cases, uh, but the awareness was not much. So in that context, what I have done, I co-authored a book uh, on how to build AI into enterprise applications. So oh, generally, So generally, what happens is that when you put together a book, obviously there is a static object. And obviously in this fast pacing world, fast changing world, a lot of things are changing. So 70 to 80% of the book is still intact because the core concepts and the business use cases are intact, but there are some things changing. So I thought like, how do I keep it uh, current for the audience? And then I started a blog series to have continuing engagement with the audience. And to since in this fast changing world, again, there is a lot of content happening during these last two, three years, a lot of video content and a lot of, uh, uh, to keep it easy on the eyes, I thought, hey, it's easier to create podcasts and provide some easy content. And that's how I started the podcast series. The first two seasons I was interviewing I was talking about AI influence by SAP, but then I thought I had to expand it to the other mm -hmm. companies. And that's how I got, nowadays I do a regular weekly or a bi-weekly podcast with different guests across uh, uh, the AI community. So that is where I come. I know it's a long answer. So let's get down to the topic. So mm -hmm. I'd like to start off this interview with a very basic question. What is AI? Because everyone has a different perspective of it. Just want to hear your perspective of what AI is. Yeah, see, that is a great question. I would say, I know it's a very common question, but that's a great question. Mm -hmm. As you know, we have AI, I would say in a simplistic terms, how do you create insights or how do you create uh, predictions based out of information? Everybody is 
as a human being we want to know what is going to happen tomorrow or what is going to i have some information with me but how do i analyze this information for better prospects whether better growth or better career uh, or maybe better productivity or better uh, output so we started building if you see if you go back 30 to 40 years ai has been prevalent uh, we have been it has been prevalent in different stages like it has kind of grew in a uh, at a steady manner earlier ai in the past it used to be like depending on the data that you have depending on the rules that you have provided you have create you have created analysis and analytics and provided some predictions as the technology is improving and as the hardware is improving and the power of processors are improving you could do better learnings and from ai i think we started from analytics to predictive analytics to machine learning to deep learning and now you have so much of knowledge that you could create a big ai brain and make predictions out of it so that is how we are evolving so the broad i would say a simple explanation is that how best i can analyze the information that i have and provide insights or predictions oh okay got it that was a, actually a very different from what i have all heard that was a very great definition of ai okay let's get down to the second question sorry that mm -hmm. okay so second question is that what do you think is the current state of ai technology and its capability of generating writing content like stories essays what not okay so now let us continue with what i have been saying right we have journeyed yeah. from predict analytics to predictive analytics to machine learning to deep learning so we have been focusing on to that aspect and now you were able to the next the subset of deep learning is foundational models what do you call a foundational model it is nothing but a huge engine or a huge repository of information that is available and based out of that repository of information i create different inferences i take a huge repository and now i create a neural network neural network is nothing but a decision tree so when you have a huge repository of information and you create a decision tree out of that there are various various number of ways how a human being interacts when you have a particular set of information and how do you react the same thing is happening now with the machines or how we are putting logic into that so that is where we are now progressing in terms of these uh, foundational models so you create a huge ai repository or the ai brain and based out of that now you are creating inferences or you are creating the decision tree based out of that and now when you create that obviously you understood all the nuances of what is happening and what can happen uh, you have given lot of information there so now you are trying to predict or generate the next set of words that is what is happening on the generative ai text now we can talk much more about generating uh, 
audio generating video generating yeah. uh, images and all that but yeah. to start with that is where we are mm-hmm. okay got you so what do you think is the current state of i mean or the influence of ai in the english literature because i have seen that there are uh, books published poem published and there's a whole genre of it in the amazon you could buy it of okay see that's a great question i myself am an author right mm-hmm. so i yeah, know yeah i wrote a book yes this was pre chat gpt days or pre i should say gen ai oh. days okay okay now post gen ai post november 2022 mm-hmm. the influence of the effectiveness of any writing whether it is a book or a blog wherever you see on the internet or across the globe will be much more powerful so where we are going with this i would say that there will be a humongous impact on english literature let me take the example of uh, like uh, a, a, a very simplistic example right like when we say yeah. we had we you, you had to commute between two places the mm-hmm. way we have done in the past before the invention of the car was using other means of transportation like horses but horse ridden cars yeah. other things but now with yeah. the invention of the technology the thing is the basic need of moving between the places did not change it is just that the the way we have done has changed and people oh. using this newer means of contact me, newer means of newer mode of uh, travel were able to generate better so if i take yeah. the same analogy people using ai assisted tools will be in a much better shape to provide better content better uh, at a faster pace so that is what is going to happen writing will still be there creative writing yeah. but the way writing will enhance is how you can it can become more creative so i will uh, i will take an example you will or uh, i'll i'll uh, further uh, enhance this in a different way yeah everybody has ideas Right. how do you take this idea and create an expression out of it and how do you create an outcome of out of it so based on the ideas you come up with an expression and create a book or create a writing and mm-hmm. based out of that uh, expression oh, okay let, let let me put it in this way you, everybody yeah. has ideas based out of the yeah. idea you come up with an expression and right. based out of that expression you create an outcome the outcome is can be a book can be a blog mm-hmm. can be a article or anything so the yeah. outcomes and the ideas might be uh, similar but the expressions are the ones which is where the author or the creation or the idea flows in an expression by dale carnegie 
might be different and expression by another author might be different and expression by rishikesh might be different and expression by right. prabhu might be different so depending right. on that expression is where your outcome of the book or the blog will stay so if I have to have a better expression if i can use earlier not everybody has the capability of doing better expressions only a very few people like shakespeare or somebody has the op option of creating better expressions but now with the ai tools people are now equipped to create better mm -hmm. expressions that is right. where i got it yeah. so i think it's like uh, a lot of people actually are in the motion with ai combining with the authors while some of them oppose those just like back just like the example you said back in the day you didn't have vehicles to do this but uh, when you asked what people wanted back in the day they wanted faster horses not vehicles so i think it's just like that people would possibly get used to it in the future yes right. yes okay so the next question some people believe that i mean i think you have answered this already but i just want a clarification some people believe that ai might replace human authors in the future do you think is that a possibility in the distant future a lot of things will change none of us are right. not even aware of it if you read this um, book by dr mishia kaku uh, dr mishia mm -hmm. kaku the astrophysicist a theoretical astrophysicist he wrote quite a lot of books the world right. of 2100 and beyond will be completely different that is where see currently the marriage between hardware and software has not yet completely happened it will take at least half a century for that to happen when that happens meaning robotics and ai many of these tasks will be automated that is where right. we are going which is where right. people are talking about this universal basic income and all but still creativity the work for a creative writer or creative fields will still stay intact uh right. when see this is where when we are still in the ai stage next is going to be artificial general intelligence which is where you reach a human beings level next is where you have artificial super intelligence where you will overshadow a human being but we don't know when and where it happens that is a long oh. time away. but now currently to answer your question uh about the authors or about the writing about the english literature there is there is going to be a lot of play with the ai assisted tools that will help making these better so obviously you can uh enhance your writing skills or make better articles or better poems or better books or even better movies if you see the script writer you could create right. you could use ai in such a way that you can provide personalized recommendation or personalized movie endings or personalized movie uh, options when you maybe there are 10 different people watching a movie in my movie i might have a character uh, depending on the uh profile settings of what i have so i might have a different ending in my movie compared to uh 
and another person who is watching the same movie so this is where the creativity of the uh, writer using the ai assisted tools will help a great deal oh okay got it so to the next question have you read any ai generated books have you bought anything if so have you enjoyed it so that is that is um, i have not yet read any ai generated books but i know one of my right. friend is writing a book and in fact my second book i am also writing another book now oh, using oh. uh, this time this is not with sap but this time i'm focusing on uh, uh, a common topic around social equity and how ai can influence or enhance that so what oh. i am doing there uh i'm using it uh, this is where i'm using again if i go back into this ideas expressions and outcomes i have a lot of ideas based right. on my ideas i'm creating an expression and this expression is is very much aligned with me this expression this expression is owned by me and the right. outcome of this expression will be a book so i'm focusing on and the same set of ideas other people might have if i put the same set of ideas in the chat gpt or cloud or um, cloud is the anthropic ai's uh, responsible ai or if you put it in bard ai yeah. you will each of these uh, ai tools or there are hum- numerous number of tools out there they will provide different kinds of uh, expressions but right. that is where a human in the loop is very much important i right. can enhance that expression with my additional thoughts and make it much more complete and create an outcome then the outcome is a book so there are a lot of tools out there uh, and there are uh, a beautiful number of uh, ai assisted tools out there or ai assisted authors out there which can help an author or a writer you could definitely use that and build it up oh right okay and my so book is going to be released sometime end of this year or early next year i'll let oh, you oh i'm really looking forward to reading it mm-hmm. Okay so to the next question so imagine if i generate a story using ai so completely ai do you think there is anything that's potentially stopping me from publishing it and earning profits by it and without giving credit by the way okay this is a great question there is still a debate going on this so oh. now it will go back to my original analogy or the phases that i'm explaining Mm-hmm. and if you take the example of google books what does right. google yeah. books there are a lot of books out there in the market what does yeah. there was this uh, big case going on at some point of time and then they have ruled it in favor of google so what google says is that and it is rightfully uh, explained that there are there is a 1000 page book but what does google does it provides you an impression or an expression of by skimming through the material and providing maybe 10 to 20 pages of the analysis of what it is 
which means that yeah. it is basically indexing the whole book uh, or indexing the whole web and finding all these different books out there and providing a version of the thing. So which means that the versioning and indexing that is done by Google and providing an opinion, it doesn't mm -hmm. affect with the actual book or the actual author. That yeah. is how they have won the case. Now, take that step a further. Now with ChatGPT and all the other AI tools, the argument is similar. I have Got different it. ideas and I have created an expression and based out of this expression, you create a book. I cannot copy an expression. So the copyright can be only on the expression, not on the ideas. Right. I can have an idea that two people um, are driving a fast car and they are uh, acting and they are doing a racing. This is a common mm -hmm. theme in many movies. Nobody can copy right, it. Yeah. But the way True. a director creates that and puts it in a movie is the expression. A Steven Spielberg might create it in a different way. A Rajamoli might create it in a different way. So mm -hmm. the expression is where the copyright might stick, but the outcome will be a movie. So what I mean to say is that nobody can copyright the ideas. Everybody will have ideas and those ideas cannot be copyrighted. The expressions that come out of that, uh, if I run these ideas and I write a book uh, and I get some version of an expression, that will be different from what uh, a Rajmoli has done a screenwriting or a Steven Spielberg has done. So the argument is going in that way that copyrights can only happen on the expression, but not on the ideas. So, right. so the book, authoring the book should still be okay to answer your question. Mm -hmm. Okay, so people use... Uh... AI, ChatGPT, all that to fill out the college essays, school essays. Do you think in the future generations, the creativity of the students will actually degrade? So one other additional but, thing I will add on top of that. Yeah. Now you have, you have been given a task. The task is to right. complete an essay or write an essay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How you do and now See, that is the reason if you see in the US, uh, things are now changing much faster in India as well. There, yeah. were, there has always been this concept of open book, which means that yeah, yeah. which means that you will not be analyzed by the outcome. Rather, you okay. will be analyzed by the process of how you reach the outcome. So there will be, I know we are not yet there. Uh, my yeah. book, in a way, will talk about the process of how do I evaluate the process in reaching that outcome. So with ChatGPT and a lot of these AI tools out there, obviously you, have, you can take any input and then you can generate the output. For a normal human being or a normal people, they say, hey, there are these two people Maybe a person who sat and really put efforts and wrote, uh, the essay may not be good compared to a person who has used a chat GPT or a cloud or a BARD. Yeah. That might be the first impression. 
but there will be eventually tools coming to evaluate the process that went in in creating these outcomes. That is where uh, the world will be moving in. So obviously, there are already a few tools out there of how you can analyze a chat GPT outcome because uh, an article or a book uh, or a essay that was composed entirely by chat GPT will not have that human touch or human emotion right, yeah. or human element that will be missing. Obviously, you do not need to have, you do not need to take 10 hours, maybe I'm taking for example, I do not need to take 10 hours to complete an essay. Rather, I can mm -hmm. be done in one to two hours. So obviously, okay. I, I uh, generate it and then I add my thoughts and I skim through the complete essay. I add my thoughts. I add human elements into that, which means that now it is no longer a chat GPT or a cloud or a bar generated content, but I've added a lot of human thoughts and human emotion into it, which means that I've changed the expression. So it is now okay. owning to that person. You will be evaluated by that expression and that is going to be much more important going forward. Okay. So coming to the second last question, we are almost getting to the end of this interview. Are there any AI tools or platforms that have gained popularity among writers for their literary projects? Some websites or some tools, anything like that you, have, you know? Yes, so there are, that you know of. There are uh, quite a lot of tools out there, right? Like uh, uh, yeah. these mm. tools like Jasper. Jasper is a nice yeah, yeah, AI Jasper writing AI. companion. That can yeah. aims to brainstorm a lot of ideas. Then yeah, you have I use it time to time. Yes. And there is this grammarly. There is another tool which can yeah. really greatly Yeah. And then there are some other there is another beautiful tool that I bumped into. Uh, mm -hmm. Pseudo Write, which is an AI oh. writing assistant designed specifically for fiction writing. So now you will have there are now different varieties and categories of tools that will come out there. There will be some tools predominantly focusing on education, some tools predominantly focused on fiction writing, some tools predominantly focused on movies, some tools on technology topics. So there are now a humongous amount of tools, AI-assisted tools will be coming out there where the writer can, uh, where the, if the writer uses these tools, he can definitely complete rather than taking five to six months to complete a book. He can complete the book within two to three months. And in that way, you can uh, publish not one book, but maybe five beautifully enhanced emotional content with precise information related books, which means that you can generate more content in less amount of time. With these AIs and for a wider audience too. I for think. wider audience too. One important point that I forgot to mention is when you talk about these different tools, earlier when you are publishing a book or an essay, you are only focused on one particular audience. Now with these AI-assisted right. tools, I can definitely reach out to 10 to 20 different uh, categories of languages or geographies. Uh, which means that I can be easier and my reach is much bigger. 
in that right. way yeah. you can generate more but again end of the day what's going to happen you are going to have more digital content out there which will again go into this bigger ai repository or ai brain which is where we are journeying it towards this artificial general intelligence or artificial super intelligence which is where ai ethics ai responsibility responsible ai and lot of these things will come into play right okay let's get on to the final question this kind of a personal one for you i think do you wish that the chat gpt or any of the ai platform existed back when back in your college days or when you were writing a book do you think you could have potentially scored much more or got a wider audience for your book see definitely one important thing the current generational that there is there are some decades that very less happens but there are some weeks or some months or some quarters decades happen in a month so i would term that the last few months a lot has happened but for that to happen a lot is being planned and being built over a period of time obviously to answer your question this is the best time that we are all journeying into i would have right. loved to be born 20 years later <laughs> because there are of course i'm in that uh, gen x gen, gen x gen y generation which is where we were we had a mix of that non gadget generation versus a mix of non gadget plus gadgets but between uh, uh i would say the we we are a generation between baby boomers and the millennials but mm-hmm. the millennial generation or the gen z's the way i i, I would rather go to the gen z generation okay. i'll give a quick uh, example if yeah. you talk to a 5 year old now and say that hey or my 10 year old daughter i tell her hey uh there is this chat gpt so i i gave the chat gpt access to both my girls 10 and 15 year old i told 10 and 4 oh. hey the thing is if you stay away if you close a technology to somebody growth will be low they will definitely learn it through some other means but i right. give them now they say that hey you can ask it you can ask chat gpt or bard a question and you get a response my 10 year old my 14 year old is little because she knows a bit more right my 14 year old would say mm-hmm. so what is the problem yeah then i said that is a big thing so she says yeah it is supposed to work that way right so the thinking itself is different for the kids right yeah i think we take it for a granted yeah so this is where a lot more potential is there when the you can build on top of that and in fact my the way my 10 year old thinks is much different by than my 14 year old even that four year difference itself right. i could see so there is a lot happening in this uh, this decade per, uh, uh, predominantly i think a lot of things are happening and the next i would say the next 10 to 15 years are going to be very very interesting guy got it so that concludes our interview thank you so much for joining and sir we really appreciate you doing this for us
All right. So let us now wrap up this special episode, episode number 55. Uh, I hope this episode was useful to you and you were able to find or get some truly intriguing insights uh, and some uh, remarkable thoughts that could spark the imagination. So I've shared some thoughts around how AI is used in creating some narrative structures to its role in critiquing and analyzing classical texts or classic texts to the way of how it's redefining how authors approach their craft. It's clear that AI has a major role to play in the future of literature, and it is just about starting now. We will come up with many more uh, interesting conversations as always, and I'll also kind of invite more guests to talk about not only the English literature or not, not only about the literature or writings, but also a few other topics and how AI can be, AI is influencing them. As always, you can find more information if you go to our website, extraai.com, X-T-R-A-W-A-I.com. You could also reach out to me and send feedback on my LinkedIn handle, Raghubanda, or on my Twitter handle, RKBanda, and I'll try to get many more interesting conversations from this Extra AI podcast series. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are dialed in from or wherever you are tuned in from. Happy predicting the future with AI technologies. Thank you and bye-bye now.